going. On a warm summer's eve, on a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to speak. Started over. I don't know the chords. No, keep going. Keep going. On a warm summer's eve On a train bound for nowhere I met up with the gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns staring At the window at the darkness When the boredom overtook us He began to speak He said, son, I made a life cards were by the way they held their eyes and if you don't mind me saying I can see your out of aces for a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice so I handed him my bottle and I drank down my last swallow crushed out a cigarette asked me for a light and the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression said if you're gonna play the game boy you gotta learn to play it right you got to fight you don't know the song no really play it of course you got to know when to hold them You don't know that song? I don't. <sighs> Who is that, Bob Dylan? You really don't know I that song? I swear to God, I don't know that song. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. No. Know when to walk away and know when to run. No, who is and it? And you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Who is it? It's Kenny Rogers. It's the gambler. Oh, no. Welcome to Dopey. The, the podcast, podcast about, about drugs and <laughs> dumb shit. The podcast about Kenny Rogers. How you doing? You feeling your mojo? No. No. No Joe. You seem pretty zened out right now, actually. And it's a good song. Yeah. Did you think I wrote it? No. I knew you didn't write it. How'd you know? Because you would remember the words if you wrote it. Is well, that an accurate assumption? That you remember the words to the songs that you've written? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So how are you? I'm good. What are we going to talk about? Should uh, I tell them about today at the ethics seminar? Sure. So I had an ethics seminar for school. It's like a Saturday thing. And uh, it was really long. It was like 9 to 3. And there were actually like some pretty interesting parts throughout it. But towards the end, I was just like losing steam. And it was a room with like 150 people or... 100 to 150 people and all the chairs have wheels at the bottom and I was just vibrating like literally taking my feet 
and dragging them along the floor to like, like wheel the chair back and forth. And the woman next to me just turns to me and is like, you're really struggling, aren't you? <laughs> what did you look like in the moment? I was staring at the ground. I can't really, I mean, I can show you. They're not going to see Were you it. doing the I old, was going like this. So you're doing was, the old rock. I was doing the rock, but the chairs had wheels, so the whole chair was moving with me. So would you say you were rocking and a rolling? I was rocking and a rolling. And the woman said, uh, and she's like, you're really struggling. Older you? woman, younger woman? Younger than me. So she wasn't really a woman. She was more of a gal. She was more of a gal. She's probably like 25. Was she not attractive? No, she's cute. She's, so in, all, she's her, in all my classes. Why do you call her a woman? Why don't you this girl? I date women. Oh, so you want to date her? No, no. She has a boyfriend. How do you know? Because she talks about him. What does she say? She says, uh, something, something, my boyfriend, something, 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 and that's all I hear. That's a straight <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> that's a straight up giveaway. As fucked up as a... Sounds it's like exactly what I hear. <laughs> yeah, something, something, something. And my boyfriend... Something, something, something. <laughs> Did you see the Corey Feldman thing? That you posted? No, the new Corey Feldman thing. No, didn't you? He had like a really bad appearance or something. Yeah. I, I saw somebody post that it was like the worst thing on The Tonight Show or something. It was ever. the Today Show. Yeah. He just had a really bad, like, what, does he play music or something? Yeah. And he sucks? Wow. Should I play it? Yeah. Is it really bad? Just play it. All right. So I should Google Corey Feldman tonight, Today Show. Yeah. Of course, this is going to be like two months ago by the time this airs, but I think it's worth talking about. Um, no, it won't be that long. Is it? Well, it'll be eight weeks ago. Go for it live? Yeah. Um... This one's Corey Feldman Today Show, LOL, and it's 27 seconds. Should I do that one? Sure. Instead of the full thing that's like five minutes. This is probably the best part. No, I can't play that. It sounds like crap. Find a good link. Right, anyway, he's... Corey Feldman, you know, is a... a... Is a heroin addict, you know. He's a recovering addict and an alcoholic. Doesn't he have some crazy party that everyone wants to go to every year or something? I don't think so. I thought he has some Corey Feldman party that. Like, I don't think anybody wants really to wants to do what Corey Feldman's doing. Well, my computer's dead. If you grew up in the eighties, right here, then you may have had some Corey Feldman posters on your walls. I'm gonna say it right here. His name is synonymous with the decade. Movies like The Goonies, Stand By Me, License to Drive. He's always had a passion for singing. And now Corey's got a double CD. He's dressed yes, as, and we hear it's a labor of love for you. He, Ten he years in the like, making. Um, it's called the, like Angelic death. to the Core. And he's going to sing for us for a moment. Corey, good morning to you. Good morning to you guys. The Angelic. I, I see the it all around. We see why. What's, Angel Band. Tell no. me what's happening. You look at, you've got a Grim Reaper look going on. <laughs> the angels are here. I don't like this interaction. No, you know, it's all actually the whole theme of the album is good versus evil, heaven versus hell, all that sort of thing. So they're angelic. And if you look actually at the artwork on the album, you'll see that it's me trying to crawl out of a fiery pit. And it's the angels pulling me out. So that kind of all goes along with the concept. Why is this? Why this concept? Uh, Well, probably because I know that angels have probably saved me once or twice in my life. And I like (laughs) helping them as well. That's why I created Corey's Angels as well. 
was a way to help girls who were like kind of he created Corey's house to help to, girls. To get their Wouldn't you think that if you were Corey Feldman, it would be easier to, to just help, help everybody? You know, their dreams. And you dedicated Wait, one he album to Michael Jackson, Jackson and the other kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's actually four dedications. One to my grandfather, one to Corey Ham, one to uh, Michael Jackson, Majestic, who was also a friend of Michael's. I'm tired of I can't take this anymore. Dude, this is not good at all. Even the fuck on the Today Show is like, listen to this and says, I can't help but think that they put it on the Today Show. He's so amped up, too. I think that they put it on the Today Show because everybody wants to see a car crash. You know, it's like to create rubberneck. But does the Today Show do that? It does now. I think, I think in this state of... Uh, Internet viral things. This thing is so bad that everybody wants to see it. It is that bad. You know, for years, Corey, Corey Feldman would go on the Howard Stern show and compete. Howard, Howard Stern has this horrible band called The Losers. And, like, does he play for him? Who? Howard Stern? Yeah. Um, and it's just those guys. You does know? he actually do it, like, for fun or is it a joke? Both. Uh, but he always does a battle of the bands, and he always like winds up facing off against Corey Feldman's band and beating them. Mm-hmm. And Howard Stern, sorry guys, usually does Wipeout, and he like spanks a stripper's ass for the drum solo in Wipeout, <laughs> and like did he do that when he was married too? Yeah, and um, he's married now, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't think he he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> But um, Corey Feldman's band always would go up against Howard Stern's band and just suck. And uh, it's funny because I'm trying to befriend Corey Feldman on Twitter. In yeah, fact, you po- I see what you post on Twitter. And, like, you posted something for Corey Feldman. And then you posted something, like, three minutes later for Corey Feldman. I did? Yeah, you posted two things in like within, like, an hour. And then nothing for days. <laughs> no, I posted something today. Did you? Yeah. I tweeted, we love you, Corey Feldman, no matter what anybody says. And the truth is, I do love Corey Feldman. All I know of Corey Feldman is Goonies. Did you like that movie? Was he in Adventures with Babysitting? I don't know. Why are you so obsessed with Adventures and Babysitting? <laughs> well, because we were watching... Um, Back to the Future. And the Adventures with Babysitting woman is in it. Elizabeth Shue, who I think is beautiful. Still. I know why you like her. Why? Because of Leaving Las Vegas. Mm. I used to watch that movie when I was drinking a lot. I was like, my life's so sad. <laughs> I'm tragic. Oh, your life is sad. Why? You're, well, because you, you were a fucking end-stage alcoholic watching Leaving Las Vegas. When thinking I was about 18. How, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you could, you could, at any... Well, I had a, I had this, it was actually pretty sad. I had a... We ordered strippers once when I was in college, and the strippers came, and then they left. And it was like, we're bringing them into our, like, sophomore dorm, you know? It was like sneaking them in. It was like the school dorm, you know? How old were they? They were like, they're probably their mid-20s, and I was 19. I remember, maybe it was 19, and I think there was one other guy there. 
And then they left, and I was like, let's order, like, another one. And actually, one of the guys gave me money, and I ordered it. Ordered it was a call girl. And the first two were, like, strippers. And the second one, well, I think I actually tried to do it through a stripper. It was just, like, a straight, like, crack hooker, you know? Um, and she came in. A crooker? A crooker. So she fucking came in. Um, my roommate was passed out, just, like, totally out, like, slapping the face out. So it was just me and her. And she comes in, and she's like, can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, like, boys' bathroom's down the hall. Like, you can use it. Like, nobody else goes in there. And so she goes in the bathroom, and then she comes back to the room. And then she goes to the bathroom again. And I knew something was up when she went the second time. So I went in, and I, like, peeked over the stall, and she was smoking crack in the stall. And I was like, you can do that in my room. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, don't worry about it, you know? So she comes back in the room, and we just, like, smoked crack for, like, an hour, and she left. And I didn't even pay her, right? And I got her number, and then we started hanging out. And she'd come back and just hang out with me. I never hooked up with her. Um, but I'm remembering this because this is when I was watching Leaving Las Vegas, and he's, like, sleeping with the hooker and drinking. And this was my lowest. I was smoking crack and stuff, but this was my most consistent heavy drinking period, like hard alcohol in the morning, like, every day. Was she shaking. attractive? She was very cute. I remember her name. Her name was Adina. Um, and uh, she came – this was really sad. She came over once, and um, – I was going to go smoke weed in my friend's room who had a balcony and he sold pot. And I call him, I was his Bobby. I'm like, hey, Bobby, like, can I come up? I got like that girl I told you about with me. And uh, I was like, is there anybody? And the girl was like, oh, yeah, I'll go smoke pot. She's like, are there any women there? And I'm like, I'm like, I'll call and find out because she didn't want to hang out with women for some reason. She was okay hanging out with guys. And Bobby's like, yeah, like there's a couple girls here, but they're leaving. I'm like, who is it? And she names it and it's like three hottest girls in the school who are like just have their shit together and everything he's like but they're leaving right now so I waited like 20 minutes and I came back up and they were still there and I still remember this to this day the girl Adina she was so terrified to be seen with other women she stood like six inches perfectly behind me and like they knew you know how awkward that is like a tiny room like she was like hiding behind me because she didn't want other women to see why do you think that is I think her just like self esteem was just like so shot, you know what I mean? Why? Because she knew they would know that she was a crooker. Yes, they didn't know she was a crooker. And then I remember I went to rehab shortly. My first inpatient. A <laughs> I went to the first inpatient rehab after that, and uh, I got out and like you know you don't have your cell phone, and she had, like left voicemails on my cell phone and stuff. What'd she say? She's like. Yo, what's this? She was a white girl, and she spoke like all ghetto. She's like, yo, what's up? It's D. Just seeing what's going on. Like, all this stuff. Yeah. You must have been a nice, refreshing change of pace for... Well, I was never... <clears throat> I wasn't, like, trying to hook up with her. And, uh-huh. you know. and you'd smoke crack. <laughs> and And you, you know, I hear you. That's a sad story. Yeah, I remember visiting her at a hotel once, and she, like, ripped through the room. Her pimp would hide crack in the room. That she was, like, renting and, like, I guess he would just give her crack. But she's like, it's in here somewhere. He always hides it in here. And she, like, tore the room apart. Didn't find it, though. <sighs> That's a sad story, Chris. It's very sad, right? It's a sad story. I wonder how D is doing. She was from Massachusetts, too. This was in Washington, D.C. You know her last name? No, I doubt her real name was Adina. Why? I feel like they don't go by their real names usually. Who would pick that? Maybe she's a regular at the Alina Lodge. But she called herself Alina. But she changed the L for a D? Yeah, because she likes the dope too. She didn't. She, she only went up. 
She never came Actually, back. no, it was funny. She got drunk with me once. And uh, she was like, I remember she was laughing. She's like, whoever like the pimp was, she's like, he's going to be pissed. Because she was like, he only wanted her smoking crack, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Tough deal. It's a crazy world we live in. It sure is. It's a crazy world we live in, my friend. So man, what are we, we going to talk about today? I don't know, man. I'm shot. This is, is going to be a slow, a low energy dopey. Why don't you read, um... Oh, yeah, we get fucking mad emails. This could just be an email episode. We have so, so many. You think I should just start at the most recent and go backwards? No. <laughs> Um, do you want to find the one, Reeks? I don't know. I don't know what is, uh... Should we, should we play Eric's fucking voicemail? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that'll chew up ten minutes. <laughs> Are we gonna play the whole thing? You can't say stuff like that. I'm kidding. No, but it totally destroys, uh, the Dopey Nation's confidence in the podcast. Alright, we have this guy, uh... Hold on. I have a question. Yeah. Dopey Nation. You seem to listen to a lot of our episodes, a good five, six hundred of you, which is impressive, More, by the way. seven hundred. That's, <laughs> it's amazing. Do you want me to go through the count? No. Uh, and by the time this comes out, it'll be well over a thousand. Now, no, it won't. For sure. Now, listen, you guys, you've catapulted us recently past 25,000 downloads, which we're very, very excited about and we're appreciative. By now, it's like 50,000. It will not be. <laughs> But the thing that I don't understand is, where are you? Who are you? Why Why don't you fucking get on our Instagram page and like a couple pictures? Help a brother out. Why not go- Maybe we should make it a private page. Make it a private page? Maybe they're all looking at it, but nobody will subscribe. Because it sucks, you mean? <laughs> How about my fire one today, where the drug counselor... That was pretty good. Saying- I thought it would be better if you just... <laughs> I thought it would be better if you just did the first line where you said, have you heard the new Dopey? And then not even it was straight fire because it's like a priest, like kind of like a priestly guy oh, trying to yeah. help this guy. And all he said is like, have you heard the new Dopey? I thought that would be pretty, like even better. That is good. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about doing? What? Like walking around the city and finding the, the biggest junkies I could find and having paying them each $5 to blow each other. No, I mean paying them each five dollars to tell. So, so, so that one of them is whispering into the other one's ear, and then tag it. Have you heard the new dopey? Like, just do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to be very discernible um, just from looking at them. Oh yeah, I would go for massively afflicted homeless types. You could do that probably outside your work, actually. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, why don't you? Do Fucking that? Ezra today was so fucked up. Was he? He's like, brother. You think you can get me some hot chocolate? Did uh, you get him hot chocolate? No. Did you give him water? Nothing. I was too busy. I gave him the end of my How cigarette. much money have you given Ezra over the years? Me? Yeah. Not a dollar. Zero? Zero. But I've given him hundreds of hot chocolates, coffees, waters, cigarettes. Really? But I don't give him money. Yeah. Maybe I gave him five bucks one night when he walked me home with an umbrella over my head. I heard he's been clean for like six years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> He actually chairs my meeting on Saturdays. <laughs> oh, you're chairing tomorrow morning, huh? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about the the voice memo. No, no, no. But what do you think about um, about doing an Instagram campaign with uh, junkies whispering into each other's ears? Yeah. Or just like holding, like holding their face, like they're screaming. 
Like extra, extra, get the new dopey yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, or we could even do a video, though. We can do a 60-second video, but we'd only want like a five-second one. That's interesting. Anyway, my point is, Dopey Nation, we have all this stupid social media shit and you're not on it. Uh, why don't you drop a review also? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? What, it's like I'm beating my head against the wall for nothing. Also, um, don't you think that uh, it's like other people's fans do stuff for them? Like, fucking, why not write some anti-that-sober-guy messages to that sober guy? Like, what the fuck, bro? I think we have a pretty good uh, response rate from our fans. Dude, we get, we get, we're for, the greatest Instagram post got 30 likes. No, no, no. I mean, I think people email us a decent amount, and we get return emails. Oh, yeah. I'm people-pleasing. I love... Defending the nation. (laughs) I love the emails. I'm just saying, don't you guys want to be like a paramilitary outfit that, like, comes down hard on the opposition? You should all write... What's the sober guy's name? Shane. Shane what? Uh, Maybe he wants to be... Okay. We should all write Shane... I know what his last name is, but I'm not going to say it. Fine. We should all write Shane at that sober guy and just write, Hey, bro, why don't you go on Dopey? Yeah. Because that's not anti-Shane. It's just pro-Dopey. So if ten of you wrote Shane at the sober guy, Hey, bro... Because I think he likes to say bro. He seems kind of bro-ish. Yeah. You like to say bro? You do. I think on Dopey episode 50, I started saying bro a lot. <laughs> you were just trying to get me mad, though. I said it a lot. And I didn't say shit. No, you just took it. You I just know. let that episode fizzle. Yeah, I know. Should we play some Flesh and Bone? <laughs> I love Flesh and Bone. Dopey Nation, I need help. Chris has got me up against the fucking wall, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> he, he, the thing. I do the rope dope with you. I just wear you down until until I'm done. <laughs> and the show's not interesting anymore because I don't care. You can't even take it anymore. Oh, flesh and bone. You know, if you want, if we want to lose all the view, you know what I would want to do is to lose all the listeners. Is to just do another music episode. That you know what would be really funny is if like Dopey got really popular. And then, like, we had a... <laughs> let's just say we wanted to end it, and we are like, let's see how long it takes before we... We have no... What do we do? Make it progressively worse until we have less and less listeners. It's like... I wonder if anybody's ever done anything like that. It's like a team tanking so they can get a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Like a team losing yeah, on purpose. Yeah, but there would be no lottery pick for us. It would just be tanking. Well, it's not like we get anything from the 500 listeners. But it's been growing. It's always growing. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we tried to do the opposite. A social experiment. Why? Did you ever see the movie Brewster's Millions? No. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a Richard. It's like one of Richard Pryor's worst movies. But it's this movie where Richard Pryor plays this washed-up baseball player named Monty Brewster... And it turns out Monty Brewster had a, a relative who was incredibly wealthy, uh, like one of the richest men in the world. And uh, he left Monty Brewster um, $30 million, okay? But he said to Monty Brewster, you need to spend 
$30 million in 30 days without having anything to show for it. And if you do, you get the real inheritance, which is $300 million. So What does he spend it on? Well, I feel like that'd actually be easy. Huh? It actually would be pretty easy. Can you just gift it? <laughs> no. There's rules. Okay. You can't just give it away. It's kind of a cool premise for a movie. Actually. It's great. You should see it. Dopey Nation, if you've ever seen uh, Brewster's Millions, drop a line. Or maybe you should write a review about it. Yeah, write a review. You know what I was saying to Dave earlier, which is bothering me, is I'm meeting all these new people, and I watch a considerable amount of television. Not a lot of new programming, really, just the same shit over and over. That's not true. I watch some new programming, but like I you watch... You watch whatever you can, because you're a fucking drunkie. Yeah, but I ask these people... Except like, you don't watch The Get Down. I haven't watched... I'm going to watch it with my sister. Um, but I asked these new people I'm meeting all like Dopey Nation do you watch The Get Down? nobody watches The Get Down why not? that's pretty good I like it I haven't seen it though um you should watch Amy Wong Baby Cobra it was actually pretty good I always think about watching that it's actually I I wasn't gonna I didn't wanna watch it and then um I think Karen had me watch it or something and it was uh very enjoyable I was pleasantly surprised um, but anyway, so I'm meeting all these new people, and I ask them, like, what are your shows? Like, what do you like? What do you watch and stuff? And none of them watch anything. It's very concerning. And then I'm like, what's wrong with me? That's bullshit. Then they all watch something. Or you know what they do? You know what I think people do? They read and study. You wish. They're all on fucking Facebook all day. Posting, I had sushi today, and it was salty. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that likes to do so and so. What what's like a let me let's take a look here at the old Facebook is such a fucking disaster. Should I see what the last thing I've posted? I don't ever post to Facebook. Yeah, you're very smart for that. But people post on my thing sometimes, so it looks like I post. Mets game fun. How do Oh, this is the girl I lost my virginity to. You wanna see what she looks like now? Don't be talking about that. Why? Lost. Last post on my Facebook was from you. What did I write? And then my birthday. What did I write? You sent me some Dr. Drew thing. Um, and then it was from my counselor. <laughs> That's how pathetic my Facebook is. These are my three most recent posts, Dave. Yeah. It was you, my counselor, you, and then with Artie Lang from fucking June. <laughs> Well, I think it's better to not post on Facebook. I post on Facebook all the time. All the time. I post dumb shit on Facebook. And I and I and I judge other people for doing it. Here, this guy is showing a marching band, his daughter. Oh, look, that's my picture. All right. What are we going to talk about today though? Nothing. <laughs> Fucking nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. What do you got for notes? Nothing. You no notes? No notes. No, we're playing Eric's voicemail. Oh yeah, should I? Play I was it? gonna do shtick about Facebook, but I got nothing because I'm part of the problem. I got it all queued up. Should I play it? I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about Facebook? No, but we should play this good thing. It's really long. Are we gonna comment throughout it? No. Should I play it? Who cares? <laughs> all right, I'm playing it. I think I need to take the reins here. All right, guys. So this guy, uh, really cool dude. He messages us like little notes about the show and stuff. But he sends us voice memos. So if anybody wants to send us a voice memo, you can surely do that. 
All right, I'm going to hit play. Yo, what's up, Dopey Nation, man? It's Eric. Hey, I was listening to an episode this week. I was freaking dying laughing. It was the best one, I think, so far where I laughed so hard, where um, Dave had a job. I think it was out in California. It must have been out in California, man. Because I spent like a year out in San Jose, and some of my craziest times were out there too, bro. But uh, you were fucking dressing up for kids, man, like clowns and shit, for parties and shit, and your fucking Big Bird outfit. Dude, I couldn't imagine you in a fucking Big Bird outfit with fucking hairy legs, no stockings, and your fucking head is sticking out the neck. <laughs> like, you know, where you can see and breathe and shit. Oh, that must have been a fucking riot. Did they end up fucking sending you home? I think you said they sent you home, man. I, I was fucking laughing so hard, they man. Made me think about when uh, I used to fucking work and go to fucking work high all the fucking time. It was funny. I remember I'd fucking get up in the morning. On the way to work, I'd stop at this park and fucking get blasted. And then... Uh, it was funny, too, because, you know, I always had my fucking, uh, so I thought I was covering up. They probably thought I was fucking high as hell, man. I, I thought I was getting away or whatever, but fucking, uh, I'd have extra shirts. I'd always have, like, Why? big red chew or some fucking Altoids, yeah. and then I, I just started thinking, like, that extra wouldn't shirt. work, so I used to carry around so raw fucking garlic cloves, man, and cinnamon sticks, right? Man, I'd always have some serious cologne, like some polo or, some, you know, some some jacar, something that's fucking really heavy. And so anyways, my trunk, like on my backpack, I always had, you know, uh, besides, of course, the ganja lighter, right, rolling papers. It all, it, it always had, I always had me, like fucking eye drops, visine, fucking lighter. something for my mouth, some fucking garlic. Cinnamon sticks and some fucking smell. Well, he's just you know, eating garlic out of the clove. And my trunk was just like a fucking mobile uh, locker, man. I, I have extra shirts, extra sweatshirts, fucking extra sure. everything in there because I would go all the talk way about, to work um, and fucking dress. In like a, a, a outfit now? for uh, outdoors, athletic stuff. You don't want to hear what else he says? What just happened? You hit stop. I didn't stop. You obviously did. No, I didn't. My phone just turned oh, it timed off. out. All right, so that's part one of Eric. We'll finish it later, I guess. Do you have any good work stories? Well. That's a long one. Considering, you know, I worked I, my entire adult life and I got high my entire adult life that I was high all the time working. Did I ever tell you the worst lie I ever told at work? No. Oh, it was so bad. I wasn't, like, on serious drugs. I was just smoking weed. I was just smoking weed. To not show up, like calling out lie? Yeah. Mine was always my, my, you can't tell you how many times my grandmother or grandfather died. See, I was, I, I'm so crazy. I used to do that or I would do diarrhea because nobody argues with that. I'd be like, I have really, really bad diarrhea. I need to stay near the toilet. And nobody's ever like, oh, he's lying because it's like embarrassing. See, I, I, it's, it's again, it's my, it's my, 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 uh, character defect that I have too much pride. Like, I don't want to embarrass myself and so say, So what do you say? Well, what do what I say? What was the worst? Tell me what that one was. Oh, man. It was so bad. Tell me. I'm very curious. So bad. It was so bad. I, first of all, I worked at Petland Discounts in Manhattan on 23rd Street. Is that like Street. Petco or something? It's littler. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, same, it's same a chain. Principle. Well, it's very small, but yeah. it's, a, it's a small shop. It's not like fucking the Walmart of the pet world. It's a little store... You know, they have, like, a hundred, or they used to have a shitload in Manhattan, and they have pet supplies, and they have fish, and they have little reptiles and amphibians, and they had 
birds and and you know it's like Petco, but yeah, it's small. It's like store. little bullshit animals, huh? <laughs> like little bullshit animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not many dogs. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there's all the boring ones. Well, I love those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Boring. Anyway, so I worked there. It was like a dream in my life to work there. And once I started to work there, I hated it because <laughs> you make no money. And you're on like, your feet all day. You're there all day. Yeah, you make nothing. I don't know why I thought... They had chinchillas, though. We had chinchillas when I was growing up. In your house? Yeah. We had uh, alfalfa. No. They ate alfalfa. Their names were like Millie and Tilly or something. Those and were then, Buckweed and Spanky. Yeah, and then... And then Did you get the joke friend, there? Did you get the joke there? Isn't that from um, Little Rascals? And why would I make the joke? Because they're... One of them... Something about alfalfa was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Uh, How do you know that reference, but you don't know something? Well, they did a remake of Little Rascals, so I saw that. Okay. I didn't see the original. Um, my friend's mom had a Scottish Terrier, and we put it in the room with the chinchilla cage. And somehow... And it, the chinchilla cage was metal. And somehow it, like, ripped it open and attacked the chinchillas. And I remember my parents, like, wouldn't let me in the room. The chinchillas were dead. And it was, like, carnage. Who did it? You did it? No, they put this dog in the room with the chinchillas. Who had the chinchillas? My family did. But and who then, played with the chinchillas? They were my technically like my sister's chinchillas, but like we all played with them. You don't they don't really do much. They're, They're like very bodies. soft. They're very soft and they don't get wet. They like take baths and baby powder. <laughs> did you have that little like thing of baby powder? They would like roll around in it. No. The Petland discounts was ghetto. They just had like wood chips and stuff. But anyway, so I hated working there. And I worked with basically the same people I work with now, yeah. which is like just uneducated Dominicans. But back then, I didn't really understand them the way I understand them now, so I didn't really like them yeah. back then. And I just dreaded, and I love them now. Yeah. Uh, and I just dreaded going to work. You know what I mean? Like, I just dreaded it. And uh, Wait, were you at Petland, or were you at where you're at now? At Petland. Oh, okay, all right. Just there's a ton of Dominicans oh, that work okay, at Petland right. Discounts. Yeah. And um, maybe I sound like anti-Dominican, but... Well, maybe to the nation, but I know they're, like, some of your best friends, so... Yeah. Um, today, today... <laughs> I um, like that comment, huh? Today... You're, you're not buddies with them? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Today, before I left work, uh, the, the higher-ranking Dominicans where I work, they cook themselves a meal... And they never, like, share it, or they very rarely share it with me. Yeah. And when I ask, the guy says, you're not Dominican. And I'm like, aren't I close enough at this point to, to share the meal? And they always are like, get the fuck out of here. And sometimes they'll rip off, like, a little piece of meat and let me <laughs> eat it. But today the guy made Dominican-style mashed potatoes, which is mashed potatoes with eggs in it, with cheese on top, and, and fried Spam. Uh, like like cooked eggs inside it? Yeah. Or they cook the potatoes with raw egg and it turns into something else? No, like cooked eggs inside oh, it. Oh, okay. And uh, with Spam. Have you ever had Spam? Uh, I know what it is. I don't think I've ever had it, though. It's like that canned meat. Yeah. It was surprisingly good. And I felt yeah, I so cool sitting there with these Dominicans and eating it. And my, my Egyptian friend said, David, what are you eating? And I went, Dominican food, with my mouth full of mashed potatoes, <laughs> feeling really high on myself. What's the worst thing you ever said? Oh, it's so bad, I don't want to say it. No, you gotta say it. Okay, so, I was, I was hanging out with uh, these friends of mine, these, like, guys, these musicians, and 
and we would we had, one of them had a convertible and we would like ride around and one of the, and and there one of them was a rapper but the thing about him was he was really gay yeah. like a to, a gay rapper like totally out flaming gay rapper okay and then he was having a little sexual relationship with my friend and my friend was very ashamed of it is but your I, friend in the closet he was and yeah. I don't know he probably is out of the closet but I haven't heard from him in 20 years or something yeah so um I would hang out with them and it would be really fun we'd roll around and we'd smoke weed and listen to rap music and whatever yeah and um I really didn't want to go to work so I didn't want to say my grandmother was dead or sick or I anybody had diarrhea my, or I had diarrhea <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't just say I was sick yeah you know and sitting here now it seems like such a simple thing to say but you know what I said I said my gay brother has AIDS and is on his deathbed and has asked for me because my parents won't speak to him. What? <laughs> this is like t- TMI, dude. <laughs> it was before people said TMI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt horrible. I can't I believe you said that. That's... Isn't that horrible? You didn't even have to say all I that. I said my gay brother is dying of AIDS in the hospital. That's what I said. And then you had to explain the family dynamic. Yeah, that's why I had to go. I had to go because my family wouldn't see my gay brother with AIDS. (laughs) Have you ever heard of anything that bad? That's pretty bad. Can you believe that? It's almost like too much. It's unbelievable. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know where it came from. Like, why would I say that? (laughs) Like, my gay power police. (laughs) (laughs) My gay brother just cut his foot off and my dad won't come over and help him because he hates him because he's gay. Because my dad used to be gay, too. But he got over it by sleeping with some women, but he always wanted to fuck guys. (laughs) (laughs) What did they say? He said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I said, actually, I don't think my gay brother's going to be doing well tomorrow either <laughs> you're like I'll just be an hour late I probably never I probably never went back there I did that a lot oh a lot a lot I think I never went back there what do you think of that story that's a pretty wild story dude anyway but I didn't tell working when high stories fucking uh, I had a job my, my working when high stories are about more about not working while I was high for example where you go? Well, I, I've had so I've, you know, I've had so many jobs. Like, uh, when I was um, just out of school, I got hired to promote plays, and we would we our job would be to go from store to store to store to store to store, like and put up posters in the windows of the stores. Yeah. And uh, and everybody that worked for this company, I was friends. Like they were my friends. Just like, like off Broadways. What do you mean? I mean, you're not putting up plays like posters for Annie. No, like Broadway shows. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, and uh, we would all meet in Madison Square Park at like six in the morning. I love Madison Square Park. And we'd smoke why. like ten blunts. You know, whoever was working. And then it we, must have been different back then. What do you mean? I don't feel like you could do. Th- oh. Yeah, you couldn't do that in Madison Square Park now. In the morning? Actually, now you, I feel like you smell weed all the time. Right? No, I don't we, nobody would be there. We would just smoke blunts, and then we would go put up posters all day. Yeah. Or like... Um, Is it bad that that sounds appealing to me right now? 
Oh, it was so it was What's so that mean good. What's my sobriety? I'm like that sounds awesome. <laughs> it was very simple. It was a simple it was back good time. When I was still working. Then what was the consequence? <laughs> yeah, we not- would eat too much. You know, <laughs> we we you know what I mean. Like we'd put up the posters. We were good kids. We wouldn't flush the posters down the sewer. That was that was the whole criteria for doing a good job. Just don't just flush do your job. No, no. Just don't flush. Just don't. Just, I don't want to see these posters in the sewer. Yeah. That's what they would always say. Just don't put them in the sewer. Yeah. So like as long as we didn't put them in the sewer, we were all good. Yeah. You know, and it was pre-cell phone, so it's not like you could take pictures yeah. or anything. And we would do the fucking job. We'd just get stoned. Um, I, I, I told, I don't know if I told you, I, I said it, it's in one of the lost tapes of Dopey. Uh, when I got that job, um, PI, yeah, yeah. So like, I got a job as a private eye. Like this dude called me up, In Brooklyn or something, right? Well, it started. This dude who was a heroin addict called me up and he asked me to go with him to a nightclub. It was my twenty second birthday, and he asked me to go with him to the tunnel to uh, hang out. And his job was to look for drugs. Okay, and he said, "Don't worry, I'm not really gonna look for drugs." And he was an alcoholic and a heroin addict, and we would get free drink cards, and we'd go to the tunnel. And I wouldn't even drink; I would just sit with him and smoke weed. And he would get fucking wasted, and then he would write fiction. He got kicked out of heroin, or I'm sorry, he got kicked out of college for overdosing on heroin in my best friend's room. And my best friend had to call the ambulance. Really? Yeah. His name was Oscar. He was like four feet tall. This Brazilian guy. He wound up becoming a writer for Godiva, and he would he would uh, like copywriter. Or something? He would just describe chocolates. Yeah, he would eat, imagine that motherfucking job. You taste chocolate <laughs> and you describe it. Yeah, but your other buddy does the same thing with furniture. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with us? You pay thousands of dollars a month to write. This chair is comfortable. Well, now yeah, I know, but he, <laughs> but I just went to his house and he was like. What do you think of my new carpet? I just got it from an article. <laughs> and this is nice carpet. He, he just writes for fucking furniture. He writes for couches. I'd say that that's good, but Godiva's even better. Well, I could just see my... I just see sitting what on a couch. What the fuck do you say? It's silky and it's smooth. Well, it's silky <laughs> and smooth one. This chocolate... This chocolate made by Girardelli. It's the intense dark 72% cacao... I would not say it's silky and smooth. Let's I've been to Ghirardelli Square. Let's, let's do and it. And had it from, straight from here. the original. Ugh, We're going to describe it. it. Just take a taste and describe it. <sighs> this chocolate is delightful. It's smoky. Dark and huh. smoky. I don't want to touch it. With a taste. A sweetness. Don't, don't sit on it. You're going to get it all over your couch. A sweetness. That rounds out in my mouth. Um, then, so so I had that job, and we wound up having a job where we would go to uh, Brooklyn to look to follow junkies around in Brooklyn who were supposedly robbing a methadone clinic. Uh, Who's paying you to do this? Crawl. This big-time private eye investigator. Isn't services. Crawl like the name of the bad guy in Avengers? No, that was uh, Hydra. Red, Red Skull? The Red Skull. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that job was crazy. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. And, and and it ended super crazy. Where, like... I just don't understand that job. Because he would tell me that we were going to follow methadone addicts to steal morphine. And we would we would follow them and they would steal change out of payphones. 
and we'd spend the day watching these two junkies steal. Did you ever actually do something that seemed <clears throat> like it was like you were doing what you were paid to do? I don't even get what you were paid to do. I don't either. You were following junkies around to do what? No, uh, because supposedly, this is before I knew about heroin, methadone, or morphine, yeah. but the story was that these junkies were stealing morphine out of a methadone clinic. And the methadone clinic fire, hired Krull to help. But it can't be true. Because I told you, because the guy always wanted to hang out with me. He liked you. And then one day, he... Um, he kissed you. It was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, one day, he was like, he was like, Dave, he, he, has, he was very effeminate. But he did, you know, he had the hottest girlfriend in college, though. This girl named Stardust. And he was straight? I don't know. Well. I doubt it. But he took, he took me to the movies... And we're there to watch The Cable Guy. Okay. I remember watching The Cable Guy in the movies. But in The Cable Guy, The Cable Guy befriends Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. And Matthew Broderick is super, like, you know, freaked out. He's, like, weird. So he he was like Jim Carrey's Cable Guy. Yes. And I'm like, why did you take me to see this movie? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was... You know The Cable Guy has, like, a cult following? Why? I don't know. There's just this weird group of people that love it. Like Kentucky Fried Movie. Like, you know those like weird culty movies? UHF. Like, Cable Guy is one of those. It makes me very uncomfortable. But, you, but and then, like, you know, I had a job for years where I was making a TV show, and I'd have a bong in the editing room. You know, I wouldn't work without being stoned. Like, I would get high all day. And I would... Have, you could smoke indoors while doing it? Your job? We smoked weed and cigarettes in the editing suites. Oh, wow. I just took bong hits all day Yeah. in that editing suite. All day. You know, like... What were you editing? My show. Shuffle. Um, and then... Um, and this is 1998. And then I started to do heroin and, and coke, and we would have them bring us heroin and coke. When did Private Parts come out? Around then. Did you think you were going to be like Howard Stern? No, no, I didn't understand. I, no, I thought I was gonna be like um, I thought I was gonna be like John Lennon. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be like Miles Davis. <laughs> That's what was in my head. And then um, how stupid I was. But then and then um, you know I went to a million rehabs and I got a job uh, producing a TV show in Los Angeles or being a, an associate producer on a TV show in Los Angeles. And I was, as soon as I got the job, I started shooting heroin immediately. Like, yeah. I was just like, okay, first paycheck, I'm going to shoot heroin. Yeah. And I was like, and, I, and again, I had it in my head that I was going to be Miles Davis. And I was working on the dumbest shit. Like, they hired me to associate produce, or to produce a segment, okay? They were like, well, there's this vintage train park in Los Angeles, and, and we want you to get models and have them in their underwear on the train. Can you do that? I was like, okay. Yeah. So I started contacting modeling agencies out there. Yeah. And um, I'd be like, I need six girls to come meet me. And they started sending me girls. And, and I had a car that didn't have brakes. And I would have to pick girls up at the airport and then, like, drive them to the thing. But my car didn't have brakes. Did you use the e-brake or what? I was too stupid. I didn't know there was an e-brake. Yeah. So, like, and, and my car, the brakes went yeah, in and out. Yeah, shitty, yeah. Yeah. And, and so we're driving back, and all of a sudden, the brakes don't work. And she goes, what's wrong? And I said, we don't have any brakes. And we just start, like, driving around the parking lot. And I'm just like, 
going around and trying oh to get the God. car to slow down. Did she freak and out? She's freaking out. And then we went like over a speed bump and we crashed into a fence, but just slow enough that it didn't do anything. I was like, yeah. we're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I was like, when I would tell that story, people were just like, I was like, eh. I just figured that was the cost of doing business. That's funny. Dude. But at that job, I, there was like a, a community bathroom and in the drawer, uh, there was like, I had a, somehow, it was everybody's bathroom, yeah. but I decided that the middle drawer was my drawer. Yeah. So I had a tissue box in that drawer. In the tissue box was just needles and cookers. And, 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 and then tissues and on tourniquet. top. No, in the tissue box. Yeah, but then tissues on top of it to hide it. Yeah. And then on top of that, I would put comic books. I yeah. filled the whole drawer with comic books. And yeah. every time I'd go to the bathroom, I would shoot whatever I had <laughs> in, in that place. You know? What happened? And we would you get shoot. fired from that place? Yeah, I got fired from but that how? place. Um, this, um, the production manager called me, and I was also shooting meth at the time. Yeah. And the production manager called me into her office, and she was like, it's obvious you're on drugs. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know I'm on drugs? <laughs> and she was like, you gotta go. And I was like, okay. Did they give you any money? No. No. Nothing? No. That was the worst of me working on drugs. Although I did have a waitering job when I was on drugs. And, uh, like, the people I worked with would say, I don't remember this, but they would say I was always nodding out and that I would eat off the customer's plates as I served the food. Before you served it or after? As I served the food. Oh, my God. That's bad. That's like the cardinal sin. I would put the plate of fries on the table... And take some of the fries and eat them. Move your phone. It's by jingling the table. And eat some of the fries. That's pretty bad. Horrible. That's bad. Horrible. I'm so glad I'm in recovery now. (laughs) (sighs) You're bored? No. It was good stories. It's too many half-assed stories... Should I tell some uh, work-using stories? Please. It's more about not working and using. I'd say one of the worst ones was... It was... uh, I graduated from high school. And I was, like, gonna... I was going to college. And my friend's dad was, like, this high-up executive in an oil company. And so he got me, his son, and our other friend all a job, right? And, uh... We go to we go to like show up the first day and it's like have you ever seen those things like those big oil drums that have like five hundred thousand gallons of oil and there's like a field of them of like fifty of them you know what I mean those giant giant drums so we our job was to scrape prime and paint all the pipeline that ran in between them and it was like there was three of us working there for three months it would have took us all three of us like five years to do it all. Do you know what I mean? It just was like, so they were clearly just like giving us some bullshit as like a favor to my friend's dad. And then our bosses were across two four lane highways. So for them to actually come check on us, they had to like get on the highway, go off to the first exit, go over the, the bridge and then get back on the highway and go over, you know? So we would just sit there, dude. And we found these, we'd go in, we had like an account at like the uh, hardware store And so we'd go in and like one of the first days, like we found these gloves where if you dip your glove in the paint bucket, it would soak up like 
a quarter to like a third of the paint bucket on the glove. Like, so the gloves would get really heavy with paint and then you could just slap them on the fucking pipe and just run and just coat it with paint. Now we were supposed to take like kind of like Brillo, like this metal shit, scrape off them and then prime it and then paint it. But they could only see some of it from across the highway. So what we did is we'd come in in the morning, we'd each get two gloves on, dip them in the paint buckets, and then slap it on pipeline that they were able to see from across the street and just run down and coat it with one paint. So from like 500, from like whatever, no, like 150 yards away, it looked looked like that we did something. But if you came up close, it was the biggest shit job. So we'd come in at like 7 in the morning, do that to like... 7.30, literally for like 30 minutes, and then we'd go to Chinatown and drink until like 1 p.m. and come back to work, right? Well, we'd come back, there's one thing that's acceptable, and we'd leave, we had three cars, and we'd all carpool in one car, you know, so we'd leave two cars there, and we'd also start all these different spots, so if they came looking for us, like... It could, if we were in a different spot, it might take them like hours to find us because it was such a big place. Do you know what I mean? Like we'd do one little spot and one little spot. So if they looked around, they'd be like, oh, like they're working there. They're working there. So we would, uh, this one time we come back, right? And I'm like really wasted and I'm in my car and uh, it's in this big oil field, right? With those big oil drums and I'm drunk and I'm doing donuts, you know, like pull, like turning the wheel all the way to the right and stepping on the gas and just doing donuts in my in my my SUV, like around in the middle. And this five, a guy fucking comes running up. It wasn't even our boss, just some employee. And he's like, like literally jumping up and down and like waving his arms. And like, so we like stop. And he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "Like, oh, like sorry, like." Like, um, didn't mean to or something. And he's like... Didn't mean to. He's like... He's like, would you do donuts around a nuclear bomb? Because <laughs> it was basically all pipeline. Like, we had the pipe, like... Made, you know what I mean? Like, it would, like, light a fire. It could, like, blow the entire place up. So that was one... That was just drinking, mostly. Drinking and working story and then I had so many jobs I just like one morning I'd like wake up at like 6 and I'd have to be in at 7 and I'd hit snooze and then I'd wake up again and I'd just be like yeah I didn't really want that job I wouldn't go back that's not really a using story though it's I, I can only imagine that when you were using you didn't there was have no, jobs no I was on the street like in motels I was it there was no no I had the one hospital job. I think I told you about yeah, that. Yeah. That was a radiology job. Yeah, I did have that. But then one day I just never came back. One day I just copped on the thing and went to Harlem. Never came back from Boston. Um, I had the one earthquake retrofitting that job. It was the worst job. I think we talked about that too. Right? Go in the crawl space and go underneath the house and bolt the house to the foundation. It's really gross. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I once had a job. Forget using stories on jobs. You know the worst job I've ever had? What? I was in college. It was the summertime. We were in Ithaca. And um, we were, like, broke. In Ithaca, like, I didn't have a car. Like, I don't even think I had a driver's license. But I didn't have a car. And uh, it was super hot and super boring. And we had no money. Like, I don't know what the hell we were doing there. Yeah. We had no money. We were living in a house. And my friends, like, we would go down. 
We would go down to the temp jobs. You know about temp jobs? Yeah, day labor. Yeah, we'd go to day labor, and they, they were like, okay, we have a job for you. They would send us to Cornell to a frat house to clean the frat house after a party. No way. And we were in college. We were like four college kids. Me and two of my friends, or three of my friends, were like, okay. And we had to, it was like a mansion, and we had to clean every inch of it. Like, Todd was on it. I think within an hour, Todd was like, fuck you, bro. And he just left. Me and my other friends just stayed there cleaning. If I was like one of those Cornell kids, and I saw somebody that was like the same age as me... Wouldn't you think you'd, like, get drunk with them and be like, you don't have to clean this place? No, they were gone. It was the summer. Oh. It was the summer. Oh, okay. It was the summer, and uh, and and the frat hired the day labor company to hire us, and we had to fucking clean the house. I was like, I'm going, I'm going back to New York City. I just left. I was like, I can't do this. It's yeah, crazy. That's, that's pretty bad. You know, and then, of course, there's that classic Big Bird story where I was, you know... Oh, and I have the hotel story. Well, that one's really one. funny. I think you told that one. Yeah, I already, I already told that one. That's like a classic. That's uh, when Chris simultaneously got punched in the nose, lost his job, and uh, what was the last piece of it? Remember the title? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, in Los Angeles, I'm thinking that there are other jobs. You know, like... Uh, Oh, man, I had another job where, like, I don't know how I got this job, but it was to teach. I got a teaching job in Los Angeles. Yeah. Where, like, I I think I could make up the curriculum. Yeah. I think it was, like, an art school. Yeah. For, like, an after-school program for kids. Yeah. And the job I had was to teach graffiti to kids, and I was high on heroin. And I would get high on heroin and go to the school to teach kids graffiti. Wow. It was just totally absurd. That's pretty absurd. It was as absurd as it could ever be. It's just so weird. Then I had, like, another job where, like, I, I created a promotions company. And, like, it wasn't that funny. But I created a promotions company. I would promote bands, and I would do it all high on heroin. And I would just... I would cover Los Angeles with posters. So I would just be high. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> the graffiti job isn't funny either, but it's just weird. Like, I forgot about it. The Big Bird one is still the best one. Oh, the Big Bird one is gold. That's crazy. The Big Bird one is gold. Did I ever tell you my lottery ticket, ticket story? So I was working for this um, landscaper, and every other week we'd have to spray Post Office Square in Boston with chemicals, like insecticides and pesticides, and they're like, can be toxic, so we would have to do it at 2 a.m. And this, uh, I lived in the city, but the, the landscaping place was in the suburbs, so I'd have to wake up at like, I'd, well, I'd head out there at like midnight, you know what I mean, and meet my boss, and then we'd come drive into the city and spray like the chemicals, and so... Anyways, I fucking, uh, we stop for coffee at like one thirty in the morning before we start spraying, right? And, uh, all I had was a $10 scratch ticket that I won $10 on. I had no cash. So the, my boss's name was Dan. I was like, hey, Dan, can I borrow five bucks? Like for coffee. And he's like, sure. So he gives me five bucks. I get some coffee. We stop again at like 9 a.m. to get coffee again, right? Like later on. 
and I go to the liquor store next to the coffee place and I cash the $10 scratch ticket, right? And I get $5 in cash and a $5 scratch ticket. I remember it was called Wild Millions. I get a Wild Million scratch ticket and $5 in cash and I'm walking out of the store with the ticket in my hand and I say, oh shit, I owe Dan $5 from before. So I go give him the ticket back and I'm like, give me a $2 ticket and then I have $8 in cash. That way I can buy some coffee, give Dan the $5 I owe him and I have a $2 ticket. It was Lucky Shamrocks. I remember the name of the ticket. And so I go back, I give Dan the $5 and he's like, dude, you didn't have to pay back. He's like, actually, you know what though? He's like, will you do me a favor? He's like, will you get me a $5 scratch ticket? And I'm like, okay, which one do you want? He's like, I don't care. Just pick any of them. So I go back into the liquor store. I'm like, you know what? Give me that actually that wild millions ticket, the one that he had already given me, but I returned to pay Dan back. You know, it was already ripped and off to the side. I was like, give it to me actually. So I, I go get it. I give it to Dan. He hits $10,000 on it. If I had been selfish and then like, I'm not paying him back and kept the $5 ticket, I would have had $10,000. What did he do with the money? I didn't even tell him the story for like a while because like, I thought he'd think I was being like really bitter, you know? That's crazy. Isn't that a wild story? Where was that? It was in Boston. That's crazy. Yeah. You know which story I could tell? (laughs) Actually, it was funny. I remember he was like, I'm getting a Harley and I remember talking to his wife. What did he do with it? He's like, I'm getting a Harley, and his wife's like, no, we're paying the credit card debt. <laughs> well, you did the right He got thing. like $6,500 or something. That's crazy. After taxes or whatever. You know, $6,500 is such little money, but at the same time, to get $6,500 is just like, oh my it's God. It's one of those like sums of money that just bleeds through gradually. You know what I mean? Uh, I <laughs> Can't love, do anything with it. I would love to get $6,500. You know what I'm saying? Would love yeah. to get sixty. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I'm so tired of working. Because um, you could retire with sixty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, I would love. Uh, I would love to win sixty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Fucking, it all reminds me of that other story that I never told, that they got removed from Dopey, which is the great Nerdle story. I don't know. If, do we we're already at an hour. Should we tell an hour? Fuck it. Save I, it. I, I, I fucking... I, I sleptwalked through all my stories today, too. Save it for another time. Just say toodles. I don't say toodles. You just said it. I said I don't say toodles. That's not saying it. I'm gonna edit it. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. I wanna take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had